In today's episode, we're going to talk about what I did just this morning with emergencies while traveling abroad. What should you do if there is an attack or pretending threats in certain countries that you're traveling in while you're trying to get out of the country, who to contact, how to get out of there? I dealt with that this morning. I'm dealing with it right now and waiting to make sure somebody gets out of a country that is currently under threat by the Islamic State terrorist group in sub-Saharan Africa. So what should you do if you're in that situation? That's what we're going to talk about right here on Gray Man, Hiding in Plain Sight. It doesn't matter what countries you travel to. If you're traveling outside your home nation, and for some of you, it depends on who you are. If you're dual citizen or an expatriate living abroad, you should definitely know this information too. And that is all the local phone numbers for your consulates and embassies that are within your area in the country that you're in, and you should have them on you all the time. The reason for this is you can get emergency updates. You can find out what's going on. And if you see something on the news, or if in this case, like me today, somebody contacts you from outside that nation and alerts you to information you don't have, you know who to contact. The reason we do this is to find out what can we do? How do we get out? Is there any current information they know about travel? Do I need to come to the consulate or embassy? What's the best course of action I can take? I mention this because the Islamic State's been moving heavily across Africa. They've done a lot of attacks and activities in countries like Mali, Burkina Faso, and have rapidly moved east in Saharan Africa. Just last week, they conducted an attack that's been documented on the news, as well as other activities in eastern Congo, where there's lots of militant fighters going on there, and we have Army Special Forces currently in that area conducting operations. This morning, they got into Uganda, outside the city of Kampala. They conducted an attack at a restaurant and killed somebody. Those types of events for major terrorist organizations are significant to people in those regions. I have a friend. She's in her 80s. Grew up with her. She went to the church I went to, and she's a missionary. Her and her husband, before he died, made trips to Uganda for over 25 years. They've set up an orphanage. They've got their own ministry. They have also have a school there. And she is currently on probably her last trip, being in her early 80s. And even though she knows she wants to go again, her physical condition probably won't permit it. Depending on what plays in the local area over the next few weeks, she may not be, ever be able to be permitted again, depending on the activities that happen there and the threats. We may see that whole area kind of escalate in the situation, which is why I've talked about it recently on some of my previous podcasts. What I knew was that based on the information, I found out not everybody knew all the information they should know, and I consider that my fault. But they believed she was in or around Kampala. They also knew that she had a flight scheduled sometime in the next 24 hours from the time I made this recording. Uganda is about 10 hours ahead on the clock from the time zone that I'm recording this in. Now, I contacted the State Department as I should to get advice and guidance, made sure to verify the numbers to call the Ugandan embassy from outside Uganda, which I called and alerted them to their presence, as well as what I should do in the event that I discover from her or in another way there's some other threats or attacks in the area. Thankfully, I was able to contact her directly when nobody else was. Found out she didn't even have the numbers to the consulates or the embassies in the area, which I gave her. And alerted her to the standard basic principle anybody should know and why you should have these numbers, which is in the event of some sort of attack, which was for her, but also could be in a disaster, like say an earthquake or a flood. But any type of attack, a threat, checkpoints that you're fearful of or think something's going on is that as soon as possible you contact the embassy and you want to tell them first your name second 
the location to best your ability of where you're at. Even if all you can say is, I was traveling from this village to this airport and I'm approximately been on the road for 45 minutes. And then you tell them exactly what is happening. And you hope to get that out as quickly as possible so that they have that. In the event that something very, very bad happens, you have the best chance for survival and alerting them to the presence of a situation that through normal channels, they may not have found out for some minutes, if not hours or days. This is a significant thing with organizations like the Economic State because this woman is white. She's elderly by definition. She is a Christian and a missionary. I think we all know what the Islamic State does to people like that. So it's a very tense and sobering situation for people that I've been dealing with. Thankfully, I was able to take the steps to help alert her to that. And all I'm waiting for is to find out that she gets to the airport and that she is safe and flies out. Now, thankfully, even though I didn't have all the good information, there was some inaccurate information. Come to find out the place she was staying was a little more than an hour outside the city where the threat currently is. She doesn't even have to go to that city and wasn't even flying out of that city, which was a good thing because she's in a much safer area. That's not to say other things couldn't happen. Part of the reason for this attack is very likely there is a minor league terrorist organization in that country that about 12 or 13 people were arrested and detained a few days ago, and this is probably a retaliatory attack. But with all the things going on, especially in that region of Africa, this has the potential to be minor as well as something that escalates into a very large regional conflict of multi-groups and organizations of terrorists conducting attack. This is why it's important when you travel to always have these numbers, to always know exactly where you are, to be able to give descriptions of people and places when you're anywhere in case you need to deliver that to your local law enforcement, whether you're traveling abroad or in your own town. That's important information for them to have. It's also important to note that to the best of your ability, you should be watching your local news. And even if you can't decipher the language, if it looks like anything bad that might be in your area, you can simply use the internet on your phone or somewhere else to look that up to see what has happened. Personally, when I have traveled, I always track that information to find out what's going on in the region to get ahead of it as much as possible. But not everybody does that. So hopefully, even if you're not able to do that, you have a phone with international calling and texting to where you can reach out to people and people have contact with you that you can check in regularly. And they can also deliver information to you if needed to say, oh, you're going to this area today? Well, this happened last night. You should be aware of it. Even if it's something to say like, well, that road is long. There's no services there. And there's this major car pile up and you should be aware of that. Anything that can impede their activity and their leisure time or their business or missionary work to make sure they're as safe as possible. It's a mistake to think that we're always going to know what's going on or that somebody can always tell us what's going on no matter where we're at. It's best to always have as many sources that you can contact to get you information. It's best to always have these phone numbers and contact information, and it's important to have them on us and to know all the time. And also when you have the numbers, the best thing you can do is call them when you first get there and say, just letting you know I traveled here. I was just found this number on your State Department website. I was just calling to make sure that it was accurate and it would work for my phone. They'll appreciate that and it will be okay. You can also visit them directly at the embassy or the consulate if it's closer and let them know who you are and that you're traveling there that you should do every time you travel to a country. They should always be aware that you're in the country, where you are and how long you're going to be there. It's not about privacy or your own business. It's about safety. And it doesn't matter what country you're going to. If I traveled to Canada I would contact a consulate or embassy and let them know I was there and what I was doing for how long and make sure they had my information. That's an important thing to do. Why? Because events like this happen. Not everybody follows international terrorism. 
not everybody follows local politics or local things happening in a country. And this is something that we need to pay attention to in case you or a loved one or somebody in your business is traveling abroad and something like this happens to make sure we know how to get them out. We know who to have them contact. What happens when you travel to one of these nations and all of a sudden you have one of these big earthquakes or big typhoons or big storms or hurricanes that come in? What do you do and who do you contact? It's no different than if there's an attack, local crime. Maybe it's a bombing or a terrorist activity. It could be minor. It could be disaster. It could be major. It's important to always have this information. The best thing you can do is contact your local embassy or consulate if you're traveling abroad. If you're preparing to research to travel, no matter what country in the United States, of course, you go to the State Department's website, state.gov, look up that travel advisory for that country, make sure you have all that information there and verify it. It's also best to make sure that at least somebody in the country that you're coming from has an international calling plan and they can verify the numbers they need to call those embassies and that they can call you once you get there and text you to make sure that communication plan is in place. Unfortunately, bad things happen, and in many countries, the people that are targeted are not locals. They're the ones that are traveling, especially if they're Americans or they're white or they're people that look like targets, and it happens all the time. There's tons of scams that happen out there. A lot of times we hear about things or don't hear about things, but don't realize the reality of threats that are out there like human trafficking and murder or even just theft and minor league scams that happen in the streets. You should be aware of the little things like you're sitting at a table somewhere in a restaurant or a cafe abroad outside of your own nation. Somebody comes up wanting to talk to you and they're holding something, say a book, a newspaper, and they place it on the table. When they do that is because they often place it on something you have, and when they pick up what's theirs, they take what's yours. So you should never have anything on the table that's a value, like a computer or a phone. You should always be inside of a pocket, a bag that you physically have control of constantly, or in your hand and out of view from them. In the same way, little minor traffic accidents aren't that common. If you get rear-ended in a company abroad and you're out there, a lot of times that's linked to a scam where they want money or they try to kidnap you or they try to sue you or do whatever else. People often bump into people in the streets and spill things on them. You're traveling abroad and somebody spills something on you, you need to start looking around and paying attention to them to everybody else because it's a common pickpocket technique. There's many minor things that happen and major things that happen. Today, I had to deal with something major, but you want to look out for those minor things too. There's plenty of videos and articles out there about the scams and threats that happen all the time, no matter what nation you're in. You should always be wary of being somewhere where you're out in the street and there's an event. You know, it's Mardi Gras. It's a big party. It's a big carnival. Maybe it's just a normal busy Saturday afternoon and somebody's starting to take steps closer to you as they're talking to you that's constantly moving you back. Where are you moving back to? Are you moving back into an alleyway? Because that means something bad is about to happen. You should think about where you're at all the time. It's common in the United States, especially malls in this country, where people want you to sign things for voting or different laws or a petition for this or that, and maybe you choose to entertain them. But when you're traveling abroad, you don't live there. You've got nothing to do with it. Don't sign anything because you don't know what it says. And they often try to pull scams on you and say, now that you've signed this document, you owe me money. Always avoid that. You need to pay attention to things where there's people that look like they're homeless and probably are that have cups of change on the street and you see them moving them out further and further into traffic. They're waiting for somebody to kick that so that they can raise the alarm and cause problems and make you feel guilty to give them more money. You need to pay attention to when there's people on the street that looks like beggars or street musicians. And let's say you're about the only one around. You, when you're approaching them, you want to look and see if there's anybody coming your direction or anybody you think has been following you, because a lot of times they'll make a random noise, even a cough. 
And sometimes that's a signal for that other person to come up behind you and to pickpocket you or to kidnap you or to attack you. And these are things you need to be aware of. It's not saying it's going to happen to you, not saying you need to live your travels and fears, but this is why we have this information and you need to know who to report it to. I tell people all the time, especially in certain countries they travel to, if this happens, one of the things you need to do is combat your embassy and consulate right away because contacting loan law enforcement may not be the best plan. They might be corrupt. Could just be a language barrier. They're going to need to contact the embassy anyway to get an interpreter. The embassy can contact and coordinate all that for you, even if something minor like this happens so that you can report it and so they can make other people aware. So big, bad, minor, major, no matter what it is, disaster or otherwise, always have those phone numbers. Always know where you are to the best of your ability. If you have a phone, take pictures of the situation or what's going on or your location if you need to make a report. Make sure that they have your name. Make sure they know you were in the country and make sure they know that you've left the country. Those are some of the best practices you can have while traveling abroad and make sure that we pay attention to those things so that in the unforeseen, unfortunate event, you end up in a situation like I did today that even if everybody else isn't prepared, you know what to do to get your loved ones out of there that have the potential of being in danger. If you like this episode, don't forget us a like, share, heart, whatever your platform is using and make sure you let people know you think will enjoy this material. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're at. And don't forget to check out the show notes and check out dmrpublications.com. And we will be back again shortly with more information right here on Grayman, Hiding in Plain Sight.